It's your typical January morning in Waimanalo, windy and rainy. But despite the weather, Haley Miyaoka and Matthew McKinnon are preparing to spend all day outside. Today's our bigger harvest day, so Sunday we do our farmer's market, which nets us about half of our income. But right now, what probably is going to the far farmer's market tomorrow is arugula, salad mix, spinach, The two choy, have been growing food for a year beans, and a half kale, through the University of Hawaii's farmer training plants. program, which supplies land, equipment, and a lot of mentorship. But soon, they'll graduate from the program, so they're on the hunt for land of their own to grow their passion into a full-fledged farm. We've been looking around Waimanalo. Things are just a little too pricey for us right now. I'm also from Waimanalo, so I'm really, you know, connected. And after, like, farming in Waimanalo for three years, it will be really different to farm somewhere else. And, yeah, just land's one of the, our biggest roadblocks. You're listening to Hawaii Grown, a podcast from Honolulu Civil Beat. I'm Claire Caulfield. This year, Civil Beat is taking a hard look at why we import almost 85% of our food in Hawaii. This month, we've been looking at land, how much agricultural land is available, how that land is used, and how farmers do, or don't, get access to the land they need. One way small farmers can get land is through an agriculture park. You can read more on civilbeat.org about the pros and cons of parks, which provide long-term leases for small plots of land. This is key for farmers like Haley and Matthew, who can't afford to lease hundreds of acres. Ag parks also provide some sort of infrastructure, like irrigation or fencing, and the parks have a built-in community where farmers help each other out. But there's some who think the existing agriculture park model could be improved. And since this podcast is all about exploring solutions and innovative ideas, we're talking with Yoshito Lote. His work has shown that when the government gives up, communities can step in to support agriculture. And he thinks the ag park model should do more than just grow food. He thinks it could even transform tourism. Way back in 2006, the county of Kauai acquired a chunk of former sugar plantation land by the Kilauea Lighthouse on the North Shore. The county wanted to turn the 17 acres into a traditional agriculture park. Yoshito Lote, who was a member of the Kilauea Neighborhood Board at the time, was all about this idea. But they really saw it as the opportunity, you know, in an environment where there was no tourism, there was no farming, there was really very little economy on the North Shore. The county started community outreach, they did an environmental impact statement, looked at the zoning, and drew up a master plan. But eight years later, they announced some bad news. And county just doesn't have the money to develop it, so we're going to shelf it. The county estimated it would take between 5 and $7 million to turn their 75-acre lot of abandoned cars into a functioning ag park. And that's when I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> you're not going to do nothing about it? Um, so, you know, naively, I thought, wow, we can do it for a lot less. <laughs> Yoshito helped form a nonprofit. And in 2014, Ainaho Kapua Kilauea entered into a stewardship agreement with the county to oversee the plot. I'm not a patient person. I, I push really hard and I work really hard. <laughs> because he was running a nonprofit, Yoshito could apply for grants and solicit donations from the community. In the first year, the nonprofit raised $270,000, and local companies donated their skills, services, and other equipment to make the agriculture park a reality. 
they all um, supporting our effort because we represent the Kilauea community. It took about three years just to clean all the debris and get the land in any sort of shape to grow food. But now there are three farmers producing about 2,500 pounds of produce a week. What's happened for the last five years at the Ag Center has been incredible. It's been an incredible adventure for me and um, the positive impact in the community, I think. Yes, it's a small start, but that's mainly because they're still working out the kinks in their irrigation system. But once that's up and running, Yoshita will open up more plots and farmers can start applying for long-term leases. But we are calling it an ag center, the Kilauea Community Ag Center, because we want to become an innovative site where we can really drill down the economic reality of local farming. That community part is key because, like I said earlier, Yoshito isn't just trying to build your traditional ag park and supply some local food. He wants this to be a place that creates demand for local food. Growing the food is not as difficult as making sure you're turning that food into dollars. Inaho Kapua Kilauea set up a food subscription service for Kauai residents to get farm fresh veggies delivered every week. Farmers from all around the area bring their food to the Ag Center, and the nonprofit employees pack, market, sell, and distribute the produce boxes. Each box is 10 pounds, so we're moving about 25,000 pounds of produce a week. So we injected $1.5 million into our economy. We grew from a three-employee uh, uh, little nonprofit to 23, <laughs> and uh, we were feeding... Um, Uh, tens of thousands of people on the island. They're also working on setting up chicken coops and pig pens so locals can board a few animals, feed their families, and connect to what they eat without having to live on a farm or dedicate their whole lives to raising animals or growing food. Because people eat a lot of meat, and we really see that will bring us to a place where people can really enjoy the site and be able to uh, learn about the farm, but also use all the excess from the farm to serve the needy community. The people that are homeless, the kupunas that need support, and the families that are struggling financially. His goal for 2021 is to set up a fruit stand and farmer's market on site. They also recently built bathrooms and two pavilions, so people can hold events at the Ag Center after the pandemic. We're going to be letting the community come and do baby luau's, weddings, you know, to keep that local culture going because it's so expensive to throw parties now that it's it's becoming like, ah, eh, never mind. But Yoshito hopes that the Kilauea Community Ag Center is just the beginning. I always saw us as just one piece of a string of Ag Center. Probably have you know, five of them around the island, and and we help each other distribute. And then we specialize, each one of us, in a different crop. He's also making the pitch that these ag centers could transform how tourists and locals alike look at their food. And we utilize those sites to become the shuttles places, because now we believe that visitation shouldn't be just done with people driving everywhere they want. People should have guided tours. They should understand the local culture. This is the next wave tourism that I think can happen. And if we have those hubs, it becomes a food hub. Each area, each local area has got a distribution center, has got storage facilities, got um, processing ability, uh, job creation.
those are all the items that will make for a healthy, green, ecologically sound uh, distribution system and, and hopefully engage more local people to buy local. Yoshito thinks this diversified land use slash agro-tourism model could expand beyond Kauai to all of Hawaii's islands. But what do you think? Head over to civilbeat.org slash hawaiigrown to share your ideas. And that's also where you can vote on what topic you think Civil Beat should look into next month. Hawaii Grown is a podcast from Honolulu Civil Beat. It's funded in part by grants from the Ulupono Fund at the Hawaii Community Foundation, the Marisla Fund at the Hawaii Community Foundation, and the Frost Family Foundation. To learn more about Civil Beat and our journalism, subscribe to our free morning email newsletter by texting CIVIL to 66866.